Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and periodically some interesting off-topic episodes that, for no other reason, your host finds interesting. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, a position I've enjoyed for over three decades. In just a moment, we'll explore today's topic. You can find and listen to this podcast via any podcast app by searching for Weather Jazz, one word. Every episode is also available via the website weatherjazz.com which is also where you'll find any accompanying information and links to which I may make reference. This is episode number 72 for Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. Hi, everybody. It has been, wow, uh, about three weeks since my last podcast. And the reason for that and for this podcast is to kind of get you caught up as to what is going on. Uh, and uh, why you haven't heard from me in about three weeks' time. At that time, I was getting uh, one more episode out before my wife and I uh, began a trek down to Lynchburg, Virginia for about a week where we helped our son move out of Liberty University uh, dorm room. He happened to be in Commons 1, uh, the very first high-rise uh, apartment complex uh, on the campus of Liberty University. And that is the uh, university started by the late Jerry Falwell uh, Sr. And uh, it is uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. who is currently the president of Liberty and very, very well loved by everyone on campus. Now, we went down there for a week not just to help our son move out of the dorm, but to help him celebrate his graduation. And it was a four-year degree program. He did it in four years, and we're very, very delighted that uh, he has chosen something that uh, essentially is his passion. And, uh, you know, he lives with two meteorologists. Uh, Both my wife and I are degreed meteorologists. Many of you remember Sally uh, Bernier from uh, her on-air time at WUAB as the chief meteorologist in the late 1980s to mid-1990s. And then she came to Channel 8. And most of that time was during Sunday morning uh, because at that point in time we had uh, had Noah, our son. And that was uh, just perfect because it kept her foot in the business and uh, she got to do what she really wanted to do, and that was to raise our son and be a full-time stay-at-home mom. So that worked out very, very well uh, until she decided to hang up the isobars completely. And that was back uh, about 12 years or so ago. And uh, now that uh, uh, essentially we are... uh, college or were college parents. Uh, Sally's full-time job was essentially keeping me straight and on the straight and narrow, and uh, I think she did a pretty good job, if I might say so myself. Well, our son graduated not with a degree in meteorology, although if that is uh, what the Lord has blessed him with and gave him a passion for, we would have supported that wholeheartedly. Uh, However, we always told him, find out what your passion is, find out what it is that God has given you a gift for, 
and pursue that because if you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Now, we all know that that is just a saying, but there is a grain of truth to that in the sense that if you are doing something that you have a, a full passion for, yes, you're going to have tough days wherever you end up working. However, the passion that you have Uh, The God-given passion that you have for whatever it is that he has gifted you for will allow you to get through those rough days, and and hopefully they're going to be few and far between, and they have been for me. Most of my days have been just absolutely delightful uh, as a television broadcast meteorologist, Uh, and it's been now pushing close to 40 years, if you count uh, the first uh, couple of years in my television career way back about 1980 or so. Uh, So he elected to become a uh, a mechanical engineer, and we did notice as a youngster, when he was four or five, six years old, he loved to design and put things together. And uh, that's a passion that always stuck with him. And for a little while, we thought he might get into aviation. We're all pilots. Uh, My wife is a private pilot. I got my instrument rating uh, back in, uh, I have to stop and think now, that was uh, the year uh, 2000. And um, my son has about 20 to 25 hours uh, under his belt, and he hopes to get his pilot's license as well. Uh, But he wants to do that for fun. For a little while, he really took an interest in uh, doing the air traffic control thing with me Uh, When he was very young, he would pretend he was the air traffic control uh, operator and I was the pilot uh, in the car. And he would be giving out the the typical air traffic control uh, instructions. We thought maybe he would uh, want to become an air traffic controller. But uh, that quickly settled down as he went into his high school years and really wanted to become a mechanical engineer. And that's what he pursued. And it's a good thing he did because he absolutely loves it. Uh, He loves uh, what he did as an intern for a local company that does fiber optics cables for aerospace industries. Uh, And it uh, looks like uh, he is going to be a full-time employee of that very same place. And, in fact, he got the job offer before he graduated. And uh, he is just thoroughly thrilled to get uh, his fingernails dirty Uh, and uh, to get into the field of mechanical engineering and design. And he loves the fact that he'll be manufacturing, designing, and testing something that will actually go into things like a Boeing aircraft, a military aircraft, uh, and aerospace uh, applications. So we're excited for him. We're back home now. We're all settled in, and he's getting ready to uh, start his first day of work very soon, and we're thrilled for him. That's essentially what we've been doing. Now, a quick little side note. Uh, about our time in Lynchburg, Virginia, the weather obviously much warmer in Lynchburg. While it was in the 50s with cold rain in northeast Ohio, we were enjoying sunshine with highs in the 70s and 80s every day, nighttime lows about 60 or so. Uh, But on the day of commencement, which was May 11th, Uh, We had Vice President Mike Pence give the commencement address. And um, we were starting to look at the the computer model suggesting a large batch of rain heading in for Saturday. 
And uh, when we woke up early Saturday morning, uh, of course, we had to go through the gates. Uh, uh, Secret Service uh, detail did all of the gates. And uh, so that took a little extra time. But my wife and I kept looking at the radar. And, you know, so far, so good. We got into the gate, okay, 6 a.m., commencement uh, speak uh, speeches speeches rather and concerts didn't start until 10 um, and that's how long we had to sit in the stands because again of the speaker mike pence uh, but we had great seats we kept watching the radar no problem and mike pence started to speak and then the students graduated in the meantime my wife and i were watching the radar here comes this cluster of showers and thunderstorms and right on cue and this could not have been timed any better. After the students were graduated and everyone was dismissed, we got up from our seats and the heavens opened up. And it was perfect, perfect timing. Uh, incidentally, during that day, about um, an hour or so later, we were walking on campus looking at some of the very uh, tall cumulus clouds, cumulonimbus clouds, really thunderheads, and one of those thunderheads 10 miles south of the stadium uh, did in fact produce a tornado. Uh, so it was near the stadium, but uh, it was not at the stadium during commencement. So we had a little meteorological excitement uh, during that time period. But it was a beautiful affair. Uh, we are delighted uh, again to see our graduate son uh, so happy and delighted to enter into a field that he just not only loves, but he truly has giftedness uh, for it. And that's what I recommend. Anybody who's listening to this podcast and wants to be a meteorologist, in particular a television or media meteorologist, uh, I always give them this advice. If you're getting into the business just to get on television because you think it's cool, you're going to be one miserable pup uh, when you get into this business. Uh, because that reason in and of itself is going to wear very thin very, very quickly. you got to have something else that drives you through this business, and it's, it has to be, for the meteorologist, the love for weather and the love for telling people about the weather and the love for telling the weather story. If you don't have that, I tell uh, many of the kids, don't go into this. Find out what it is you love and what your passion is and what your God-given gift is. And that's why he gave you that gift. Go for it, and that's where you're going to be super successful. So uh, for those of you listening, if you do have that passion, that drive, you eat, sleep, and breathe weather, then uh, this is a profession that perhaps you ought to think about. Do remember this, though. The world of, of media the world of uh, television weather, that's all changing. It's changed a lot in the almost 40 years I've been in the business, and I entered it professionally in 1981. And since then, I have seen just so many changes. It's been going at, uh, at light speed, really, in the last 10 or 15 years. The changes, uh, it, it almost makes the field of meteorology unrecognizable in terms of television and media. Because now we have the Internet, now we have uh, uh, the social media, live social media, Facebook Lives, Twitter Lives, Instagram Stories, etc., etc. That all part, becomes a part of the equation. And uh, you have to start uh, learning new things, as I did in uh, and when all of these uh, 
these tools, really, that's what they are, they're tools, they become available to you. Um, and uh, that will only accelerate. This is gonna, going to be a business where the business model changes, and uh, I would imagine that um, all aspects of television news, whether it's news sports or weather, is going to change with time. Fortunately, I'm on the back end. I am uh, really looking ahead in the, in the next uh, handful of years, perhaps slowing down a little bit uh, and giving these younger kids that are coming into the field a chance, their shot at uh, putting their mark on this industry. And we've got a great crew here at Fox 8. Uh, if uh, you're listening from another part of the United States or even... If you're listening from another uh, country, uh, I work at a television station with a staff of six meteorologists that are truly second to none. Uh, They are classy people, and every single one of us brings something to the table. Uh, Every single one of us has a strength, and we play off of each other. And uh, whenever one of us needs help, especially uh, something that perhaps we're not particularly Uh, either uh, great at or we we don't have that little niche it belongs to somebody else I could give you specific examples but I won't here because uh, I don't want to go on and on and on and on but uh, every one of us has really has a specific niche in media meteorology and if we need help in that we go to that person Uh, Just a quick example, Scott Sable is a tremendous statistician, crunches numbers, and a great researcher beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, AJ has a a knack with three-dimensional graphics. In the three-dimensional graphics world, that's important because all of our computers that do weather work in three dimensions. Uh, We've got Jen Harcher. We have uh, Melissa Mack. We have AJ Colby, Beth McLeod. Uh, we did have Sally, my wife, at one point. She's now retired, and uh, she even tell, tells me that if she jumped into the business now, sh- the learning curve uh, would be so steep that uh, she would be intimidated by it these days. You almost have to stay on that fast track and learn as much as you can along the way. Well, that just about does it. I am going to leave it at this point. Basically, a quick little piece of advice on uh, those that uh, are interested in meteorology, and I wanted to let you know what we were doing in the last three weeks and why we were absent from uh, this podcast and Weather Jazz and why I wasn't on the air in Cleveland for about a week or so. Got some great things planned on Weather Jazz. I'm going to keep them close to the vest in my back pocket, but uh, I think you're really going to enjoy where we go here uh, in the coming uh, weeks and months. And so hopefully the next Uh, episode of Weather Jazz is going to come much, much more quickly. Have a great night, everybody, and we will see you next go-around. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast today. And if you're listening via a mobile podcast app such as Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcast, or iTunes, among the many that are out there, remember to subscribe to Weather Jazz so that you'll automatically download the new episodes as I am able to upload them. And please take a moment to offer a review, and every single one of those reviews helps to get the word out. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a program idea, I look forward to hearing from you. 
The best and the fastest method is via email. My email address is simply weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Weatherjazz and weatherjazz.com is copyrighted, and the Weatherjazz signature is a registered trademark, all rights reserved. I look forward to being with you soon with a brand new episode right here on Weather Jazz.